Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Shred Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those for those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water. Welcome to the Charity Stripe on the all-new Mightier 1090 AM SoCal Sports Talk. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? We're going to break down the wild card games. There was one on Monday night, so buckle up. Tuck it into your waistband because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. Sewed $3.99 coming hot at you guys and sewed $3.98. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Toss me the rock to and Nicholas Snacks Kreider. Wild card weekend went down, and I'm not gonna lie, it, it sucked balls. There are very few good games. There was one good game. Okay, which game would you say was the good game? The Niners and Cowboys. And it just got good at the end. There were two. There were I two. Think, Bengals okay, the Bengals, the Bengals and Raiders was I the, the Raiders had the ball on a game time drive at the end of the game. I don't know how you could say that's a, that was a bad game. Like it was good enough. Good sure. enough. I mean, Two. I felt, I felt that the Bengals comfortably had the lead the entire time. I wasn't really mm-hmm. worried about them, but at the end of the game, Derek Carr had a chance. So I, I think that like, that's what we want for playoff football. Right. On pay. On pay. Right. Yeah. But the other game stunk on ice. Stunk. I and mean, first of all, Rams Cardinals, they mean the Rams Cardinals might not just might as well have just stayed in Arizona. The honestly, the same with the Steelers and the Eagles Patriots as well. So those teams might as well not have shown up. Those are just tune up games for those teams. The Raiders one was interesting because the dead whistle. I mean, Jerome's crew is not calling any more games. You don't even care about that. You think that's Fugues. I think. Well, I I, look, I get what the rules are, but Burrow was also inbounds and the ref completely blew his whistle. He 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 prejacked. I mean, like big time, like it was real. The play was still going on. He was clearly in bounds mm-hmm. and you got to let the play ride and then make a decision afterwards. If there's one thing that, that we've seen this year from officiating that we've liked, it's that they make a ruling on the field. They huddle up afterwards. They make a quick decision. And when a ref blows the ball dead, when the play sh- is clearly gro- going on, like it's not like sometimes they check it down to the running back and it it gets spiked in front of them like five yards short. And we know it's an incomplete pass. And then mm. the defensive back picks it up and runs it back. And it's like, okay, Come well, on, the relax. whistle dead. We get it. Like it's an incomplete pass. We can move on. But this was a play that should have been a touchdown. And it was, and I, I get that the officiating and the rules deem otherwise, but I think what was supposed to happen happened on that play. Okay. Fair. And quite frankly, I thought they had, the game the entire time, even though it ended up being close. Yeah. And the Niners were in control most of the game too. And it ended up being close again. You had the snafu. They on Monday night football, they were talking about Dan Quinn being very selective with his next job, but he will probably have another head coaching job soon. And you got to wonder, like, do you let Dan Quinn go or do you just fire Mike McCarthy and call it a day? That's a toss up in my opinion. I mean, 
Dan Quinn didn't do very good as a head coach when he was in Atlanta. Yeah, he went to a Super Bowl, but he choked, right? Yeah, one choked. of the biggest chokes in in Super Bowl history, in sports history. Um, so I I gotta think that it's it's kind of a toss up. I mean, McCarthy's won a Super Bowl, hmm. and he got his team to the playoffs this season. Long time ago, that was a long, long time ago. It was it was nine years ago. Mm-hmm. The NFL yeah. has changed since yes. 2012. It's it has it's very it's very different. I think that the Cowboys are in kind of a precarious situation because a lot of people think that Kellen Moore is ready for a head coaching job. I think he needs more seasoning. I think the offense, as good as it was at times, they scored 500 collective points this year, which only two teams in NFL history have done. Granted, one extra week on the um, on the docket, but sure. they were a little inconsistent, and they certainly didn't play up to par in this playoff game. There were games where the Cowboys offense during the regular season, we were like, what happened? The defense had to win them the game. So I, I don't think he should be a head coach yet. Dan Quinn seems ready for a head coaching job. He's obviously going to be interviewing, but he's in a perfect position. Me as a Cowboys fan, I want to hold on to him as a defensive coordinator, pay him whatever we need to pay him to keep him there because he he turned a defense around that hasn't been like that since the 90s. I mean, it, it, I, I, don't, I don't recall a Cowboys defense that's ever played as good as this right. one has at times this year. And, and McCarthy... I mean, we got in a, a group, we were in a group text and you guys saw my animated words with one of our good friends uh, about football, but he doesn't seem to have created any type of culture with this team. I don't really think that the, the guys in the locker room respond well to him. I think he's a step behind on the analytics front. I, I think he's bad at managing the clock. He's bad at managing timeouts and he maybe is the scapegoat, but something has to change because yeah. you have too many blue chippers to lose in the, in the wild card round. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect though? I mean, I think what it comes down to is that the history he had in green Bay seems like he kind of wasted some time for Aaron Rodgers, and we know it. Aaron Rodgers calls it how it is, whether you like it or not, he's very honest, brutally honest. And he wanted McCarthy out. It was McCarthy or Rodgers, and he got him out of that system. And McCarthy kind of just sat on his ass for a little bit, didn't have a job. And then Jerry Jones comes calling and he gets an opportunity. Wasn't that great his first season. And then this season, I mean, gets into the playoffs. But if I'm Dan Quinn and they don't fire McCarthy, I might hold out an extra year to see if I can continue this this mojo that this defense has, right? And continue to be a top defense. And then when it comes to it, if they decide to fire McCarthy this season, then maybe he's the guy with undoubtedly. And to your point, the Cowboys job comparatively to any other opening is the way best job. it's the, I mean, look, at the end of the day, the Cowboys job will always be probably a top three job in all football, whether they're good or bad. What if they are because you got you have the opportunity to, to spend money. You have all these state of the art facilities. Free agents want to come there. I mean, it's it's America's team. But you have a ghost giving you a shoulder massage the How entire time. Though? That's a good, that's a good point. I don't know, but that's certainly something that I'm sure has turned off potential coaches in past after, you know, we were moved on from Garrett. Jerry Jones has his fingers all over this team. Right. And I think that while McCarthy leaves some to be desired, he definitely, he definitely bends over for Jerry and that's what Jerry likes. And so I, it's, it's a bummer because I don't want Dan Quinn to step in and be the head coach, but if you fire McCarthy, you kind of have to hire one of those two guys like I just don't see it happening that they would go and grab a Brian Flores, which I would want. Like I, I think Flores is the most desirable guy on the market right now. I, I thought he did a great job with that Miami team. Just yeah, it was at odds end with, you know, that front office. They didn't well, get along. I just don't understand that 
I'll, I'm going to push back on the Jerry Jones thing for a hot second because and, and in past I've been like anti Jerry, but the personnel like that they have in place is fantastic. Like the digs digs is, I don't think digs is as good as we, everyone thinks he is. I still think he's a very good cornerback. He gets burned sometimes Parsons. I mean, he fell into your lap, but that was the pick and you make the pick. He let CD fall into his lap. He's drafted the whole offensive line. There's a lot of Lawrence was a snag. Gregory, Greg, Gregory. Gregory is a reclamation project. Uh, there's a lot of players on the team, like you know, that are good that he's picked. Yeah, like no, the moves mean, that he's made. I don't think anyone is questioning his ability to discover talent. There, there's a big difference here, and I, I said it last week with Tom Telesco about the Chargers. Right, he's done an amazing job drafting, finding you know undiscovered guys like Austin Eckler. He did it with uh, not Sproles, but, but he did it with Brendan Oliver for a little bit. Uh, Keenan Allen was a third round pick. I mean, look, we look at Josh Palmer right now, took a flyer on, on Justin Herbert when people were down on him. I mean, he's a very great evaluator of talent when it comes to constructing a team that needs to win can't always be done in the draft. You got to go out and make trades. You got to go out and go out and free agency. You got to hire the right people as well. And that, that's the job of the, the GM and, and the owner. So it, I don't, I don't know. It's hard. And we don't know how much longer he has left. He's a little bit older, but the one thing I will say that you brought up to us is culture change, right? What has he done for the culture, Mike McCarthy? And I don't necessarily think he's the guy either to bring a culture change. I think the Cowboys need a former player, a guy who is like maybe 10 years out the league, maybe five years out the league. I don't know. One of these guys that's getting thrown out there like D'Amico Ryans or Gerard Mayo. Mayo. I mean, look at Vrabel. You know I mean? We, we need, you need a younger guy in there that understands how players think today because that's really what it's taking. Yeah, well, that's why Mayo's getting the nod and Ryan's is getting looks. I mean, it's, exactly. it's, a great, it's a great call. But I do think that I would rat. I mean, we saw a similar situation, I think, in Tampa. Was it when they, whoever their head coach, was it Lovey Smith that they let walk and they mm-hmm. like kept Dirk Cotter because they didn't want, they'd rather keep Dirk for Jameis. I mean, it ended up not working out, but right. that was a situation. Well, I would, ended up working out because they won a Super Bowl because. Bruce Arians came in after. Yeah, I I would love to. I mean, it works out in the end for them, but I would love if I'm the Cowboys. I'd rather keep Dan Quinn and keep Kellen Moore on for another year. He's not ready because if Kellen Moore was so ready, that offense who has Dak, CD, yeah, no Gallup, but Cooper, Pollard, Schultz, like that is you have a bevy of weapons and a great <laughs> offensive line. And Zeke, you, you put up 17 points. I mean, the Niners defense is good. It's not unbelievable. It's not what it was when they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago or 10 years well, ago. And, and you had Warner who was on and off the field and you had Bosa. Bosa, Bosa, yeah. Bosa came out too. So it, I mean, and, bad. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Yeah, That's that, that definitely sucked the win out of their sales a little bit. And you hate to see those two guys go down, but I mean, they get the job done. Really unfortunate for you, Toss. I'm sorry that I had to end that way. It is what it is, but. Not, um, I mean, just similar to the course. Chargers in our lifetime, nothing that we haven't seen before. Right. Yeah, it's like true. We've uh, Cowboys fans are often disappointed on crazy plays at the end of games. And, and it happened one more time with, with hey. the slide. But of, but of course, that was not why they lost the game. There were so hey. many other things that happened in that game coming back too late. That's something you can't do in playoff football. We saw it today. Maybe there was a flash of, of good offensive play for the Cardinals, but too little too late. They were yeah. nowhere to be found in the first half. No, They're I mean, Kyler made some really bonehead decisions in t- the entire game. I will say that you brought up a good point over text the other day uh, to the fans out there. If you guys want to make some money, you should I'm betonline.ag, of course. You should start betting against our teams, uh, the Chargers, <laughs> the Patriots, the Cowboys, probably the Texas Longhorns too. Yeah, for um, sure. Maybe the Red Sox. 
and uh, Rangers. I don't yeah, know I mean, we haven't won. Season, but. Uh, there we go. The, the thing is, is like going to the Patriots game is similar to the Cardinals is like show up in the first half or you, you can't play come from behind football against great offenses like that. I mean, that no. Rams offense was not messing around. There was 21, nothing before you even knew it really. And they really but, didn't get Cooper cup really into it until second half. They didn't need to. I mean, they ran a trick. Bell was doing his job. The defense did their job. A trick play. He threw a 40 yard touchdown to Cam Akers, by the way, who I can't believe is playing right now. He's going to be a breakout fantasy player. He's going to have a monster season. I might keep him. I drafted him in the 17th round. I could keep him for a 16th round pick. Just saying. Now, the thing with the Patriots is it was 27 to three. And at that point, I was blacked out, fucked up. And I was down in Rose like it was my job. I mean, they, Josh Allen torched us to oblivion. And ironically, though, he threw five touchdowns. Mahomes throws five touchdowns against the Steelers team who just didn't have the heartbeat to keep up. And I think that might be the game of the playoffs that we're gearing up for. I know we're going to preview in our next show, but that Bills Chiefs game really is what's going to be as advertised. I'm hoping because I think the Bengals Titans is murky. I think the Bucks now have the Rams. That could be a good one because the Bucks went to Los Angeles and they lost. So I think that's going to be interesting. Stafford gets his first playoff win. Um, and which which team are you most worried about that survived? I would say would it have to be the Niners because they go to Green Bay? Mm, not necessarily. Um, I I would but, say I, I hate to say it, but I think it's the Bengals just because they have a a guy yes who has been in big football games, but not in big playoff games. Neither the coach nor the quarterback. Right? They they still have. Are the, is Hendrickson? Is he going to be full health? They need him to be. Probably not. I mean, and the Titans are just a well-oiled machine. I think they get a, they get a week off. They get to, you know, really tune up their game plan. Derrick Henry coming back, coming back. Like, I think it's a, it's going to be a tough game for the Bengals. I I don't think that they're necessarily not up for the challenge, but that feels to me like the biggest question mark of a lower seed going to play a a bigger seed. I just Shanahan coaches such a great game that, they know what they're doing on offense and the Packers defense is the one question mark. Are those guys going to come back healthy and are they going to play? Are they going to game? I don't think Jimmy G can keep up. I mean, we'll get into this on our next show, but I don't think Jimmy G can keep up with Rogers. So that's where they're going to lose the games. They're going to have to throw well, and it's not going to happen. The obvious answer to that question, of course, is the lower seeds, the Bengals and the Niners. However, you make it to this stage of the playoffs and any team can be any team. Right. I agree. We looked at the Eagles. Of course, they probably had no business being in the playoffs. And same with the Steelers. They got in by luck. Um, but at this point, all the teams that are in the playoffs deserve to be there. They're all good teams. They've all played good football games this season. They've beaten good teams. Mm-hmm. So if I'm being completely honest, and this is a crazy take, I think the Chiefs could be in trouble. Not because of how they play, but because the Bills are on just one of the craziest runs right now, I think that they're going to have in a long time. I mean, like just what they did against your new Orleans, new, sorry, you know, uh, what they did against your new England defense yeah, was ridiculous. They crushed it should, it should be historical. Criminal. It was historical. historical. Oh yeah. They pitched, they literally pitched a perfect game almost. I mean, all that didn't happen was he didn't go perfect in the field. I mean, it was unbelievable what they did. They literally murdered us. And that was like, 
the that was almost like the ghost in the closet, the monster under the bed for the Buffalo Bills. You take down the Patriots who have literally eaten you not even for dinner, just as like tea, second breakfast, like, you know, just supper. like a supper, just like an easy meal, like not even worth their time over the past 20 like years since like the four falls of Buffalo. It's been the Patriots division. So now you come in, you take care of the Patriots and, and embarrass them. Our, our buddies who are Boston fans texted us. That was the most pathetic game of our lifetime. And now you go into Arrowhead when, yes, the Chiefs kind of got it together at the end of the season. They did lose to the Bengals, but this has been the year of the doubt against the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think this, if there's ever going to be a time for Buffalo to take care of it, it could be this time. I just think it's an interesting question. Are we going to also see just a couple more for you guys? going to see. We'll see a new quarterback in Pittsburgh, obviously. Are we going to see? Oh, a new I hope it's not Mason Rudolph. <laughs> no, what is that a thing? I mean, they drafted him and oh, he's played on. games for them. <laughs> that's a that's a well, that's one way to lose your job. The are we going to see a new quarterback in Philly? Uh, I would think they should. I mean, I was on that train pretty early on. Um, I, we all like Jalen as a player and as a, as a person, but I, I don't think we like him as a quarterback. I think he's fun to watch, but you cannot do anything out there to come back or to get yourself in a position to win playoff football games. It got against a guy like Tom Brady. Like that's not going to happen. No, I was saying early on that they need to convert him to another position. They need to figure out a way to utilize him, you know, like how Taysom Hills utilized maybe. But there's nothing to trade. I mean, you could maybe trade him for a third round pick and get some draft picks. But the thing with the Eagles, they have three first round picks. So whoever becomes available, and quite frankly, the Cowboys are obviously competitive. Giants might be the the second worst team in, in football behind the Jags to take over. They're I not, don't know. I I the football team is how okay. how good is the football team? Really? Oh, yeah, how? the football team's not that great either. Exactly. So I'm. Well, I said what I'm saying. The bottom half of that division is not good. So if you're the Eagles, and on it's like a necessary evil almost. I mean, look, the Rams did it with Goff. Like they, that was the move they made. They thought that Stafford was enough of an upgrade to get them to the promised land. And if you're looking at this Cowboys team, if they do keep Mike McCarthy. I have to look at this division as potentially winnable if I have the right quarterback in place, barring Russell Wilson becomes available. I I agree, but I do think that the devil's advocate argument of that is they still have personnel needs, especially on the defensive side. Sure. Darius Slay can't be their only defensive back. They really have to shore up that defense. They played a lot of zone this year because they straight up can't go man on teams. And yes, they've got a huge guy up the middle, but they still need good edge rushers on the outside. Like there's a lot that they need and they have these three first round picks and they can do a lot of damage if they hit oh, if you crush, and, yeah. and hurts is he's a guy that can, can, can keep them competitive. And especially with the game plan that they had this year, they ran the ball so well, especially in the back half of the season. I agree with you, Nick. I think we were both kind of in that same boat where it's like, he can't make a throw across the middle. He can only throw to the outside. Yeah. Sometimes, guys. Crazy. sometimes the deep ball looks good, but most of the time it doesn't his completion percentage is is not up to snuff and yes that those things can get better allen's completion percentage was dog shit his first two years it was terrible Diggy but Hauser. i just i think that hurts is never going to be there as a passer and i don't know i it's a quandary right like do you 
do you give up those picks and go get a quarterback and okay, the rest of the team doesn't matter? Or are you willing to kind of ride the ship with, with Hertz I, or, and or Minshew who we all like and no, just I'm see not, what happens. We, I, don't, don't include me in that. I don't think you're giving up those <laughs> picks. Um, I think what you just said is they need to address the needs on defense, right? Getting an edge rusher, getting some defensive backs, you know, it's very true. Maybe getting another weapon because Jalen Rager might as well have ice cubes for hands. Um, it's he's probably one of the worst receivers I've seen it since since Nam. Um, but I think I think the Eagles, the issue is their cap space is really low for free agency next year. Mm-hmm. They've got twelve million dollars in cap space pretty much. Mm-hmm. So they don't really have much room or flexibility to go out and get guys in free agency to address these needs. So they got to do it in the draft. Um, so I'd imagine that if they were to give up a pick or two picks, it's got to be for a home run. It's got to be for a guy like Russell or Aaron Rodgers. And I I, I don't know. It's a really hard position. There's a lot that still has to happen with this 49ers team, but what about giving one of those picks up for Jimmy? A guy that you know has been to the Super Bowl before and is a competent quarterback who wins. I don't hate that. It's very interesting. I, it's interesting that we all have these takes on it. I like Jalen the most. I think I've always have like Jalen Hart's the most at quarterback. And yeah, I don't yeah. like Gardner Minshew, so don't put me in that boat. I, I, speak, like Gardner. I, I speak about my wife. I, I don't I don't speak for her. <laughs> uh, but yeah. the uh it'd be interesting to give up one of the picks. We we're we're not doing one of the picks for Matt Ryan, right? We're all in that same boat. No, too old. Yeah, too old. Okay. I don't, I think we've all come to the conclusion that we want. I, I mean, Nick, I know for sure that you're on the Seattle ride train. I don't remember if you're on that train to toss. They should stick it out. Yeah. I think we've seen I, enough over the last three w- weeks of the season that when, when everything's clicking with Rashad Penny, they just, they just need help defensively. They just need yeah. to hit and draft picks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, I, early on, I was blowing up for Seattle, but they have um, definitely redeemed themselves a little bit by revitalizing the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, in my fucking face in the Cardinals and yours too, Nick, uh, Toss had the Rams. Then not only was this uh, a win by the Rams, it was an absolute It's just like people forgot Sean McVay owns Cliff Kingsbury. Like he he literally owns him. I mean, he he puts him in his pocket and pulls him out and makes him do a little leprechaun dance on his hand. Like Kingsbury that sick. Can we talk about that? Like, what's up with that? Like, why is nobody discussing this? Is he that epic of a coach? Because they, the minute Hop was like out, they kind of caved. And you were right. I was like, you know what? I don't think it's going to matter. They're going to JJ Watt back. I think defensively, they could, you know, hold their own against the Rams, give them a tough time. But without Hopkins, you know, obviously that was a major issue. And they, they kind of stunk really looking back at the end of the, at the end of the season, three of the last four weeks. They had a big lead on the, on the West. They were, they were two games up on the Rams. They ended up blowing that. I mean, I do, I think it's as much, credit to the Rams as it is fault to the Cardinals because Akers came back. Akers, if you look at his stats day, wasn't super effective, but when he has the ball, he's electric. He can break tackles. He cuts up the gut. He makes Sony Michelle a good spell back for him. And yeah. Odell Beckham, Josh, you kind of poo-pooed him last week. Odell Beckham, is a, he's a top 20 wide receiver in the league. Like still, the, the way that he runs routes, how much pressure he I said alleviates. he sucked last week? Yeah, you were, you were like, you were because Robert Woods is out that that there's no way that Odell Beckham can step in and, and play that same role. And, and he's caught six touchdowns through the last 
eight weeks. No, he's been good. He's been great in the red zone. He's been unbelievable. He's great. Receiver. Yeah. I mean, look, I just, what Robert, what does in the block game is Odell is not going to make up for that, but needless to say, Odell clearly, you know, again, and Hig- and Higby has turned it on too. He finally kind of, I mean, they it ran. was good that they got Everett, Everett out of there. I don't know. That team just looked really good today all across the board. 100%. Yeah. I would also say that to the Cardinals point cliff, I don't think it's done a terrible job. Um, but Kyler made some really bad decisions this game. And it's been kind of characteristic of him throughout the seasons to hold the ball too long, I think, in my opinion. And But a lot of it comes down to his ability to think that he can run the ball, right? And yes, it works sometimes, but that also leads to higher opportunities to turn over the ball as well. And he had some bad, bad plays that really cost him the game. And I just don't think he's really ready to... I, I think he's great. I mean, we were talking about him being... A, an MVP candidate early on this season, but I don't think he's ready to take the next step and win a championship. I think he needs a lot more seasoning. And that also comes from just molding with your coach too. I mean, people keep in mind that Cliff Kingsbury has only coached the NFL for two seasons. Yeah. I think he needs a number one, like Hob. I also think that the hold the ball too long is an excellent point. Like I understand, like you could be like, all right, well, he's trying to throw it away when he threw that egregious pick in the pick six to shed long he's trying to get it ready to just take the safety and but that also comes from dude you're you're backed against your wall get the ball out yeah i mean you look at all the top quarterbacks in the league right their release time they're, they're as soon as they drop back so get it in get it yeah. out dude i mean especially when you're in that position yeah. you're in your own territory you have to great quarterbacks no the thing that's so excellent about brady when he when he goes through his progressions if he doesn't have it how many times does he check down to his running back's feet, knowing that they're not going to catch it, but knowing that he's keeping his team Plus. out of a negative play by doing that? You That's just have your... to, the awareness right there has to be up. And, and Kyler too often is trying to get 14 plays on one, 14 points on one play, right? Yeah. Like, what you can't do. That's what I'm talking about, though. You need more experience, right? That's Brady's 20 year career kicking in and his IQ, you know, doing that for him. So, uh, Kyler just needs more time to play more games and mm-hmm. be in more high pressure situations because they were coasting at the beginning of the season, but they were also not playing great of teams. Yeah. I mean, it's cra- the quarterback position is so interesting because like, you see it with Carr, and I truthfully think you're seeing it with Cousins. Like, they're never going to be those Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow, Allen, Russell Wilson type guys. They're just not. Yeah. Well, because those guys are one of a kind. But they are getting better, and I think they are guys like the Bill Polian that you can guys that you can win with. Yeah, I agree. With, I think Kyler. Um, I think he's he's kind of caught. He's kind of caught in between those right now. That's what I'm right? saying. And the thing is, is like you're both extremely, extremely right. Holding the ball too long, a trying to get 14 points on every play, b. He needs to do a little less and trust his team a little bit more. Again, they were banged up a lot this year. Edmonds and Connor both in and out of the lineup. He himself in and out of the lineup. I think Hop obviously not being there again, like I've been saying, is a major issue. And Full I would love- season of Zach Ertz is going to help, right? Yeah, I would like. He's a good addition. I thought AJ Green was good and solid, and Ronda more. They need to get. They need to work him more in, in, into the game plan. Um, I think I'm. In, I'm very intrigued to see where they are at next year, but it, it's one of those things. The quarterback position, you kind of have to like be good enough to earn your keep like Kyler is. So we're not questioning him as a quarterback, but then you also have to give these guys more time to get them more time that you need the season. You need you have to play well enough at the jump. Cause a guy like Rosen will never get another chance. Haskins will never get another chance again. And their mental is destroyed. 
from it. You know, like their careers yeah. are toast. I so just think it, he's he's kind of he's outside the top tier looking in. Like I I think y'all will probably feel the exact same way. I have Burrow and Herbert ahead of him. I would yeah, take I would take the two of them sure. if I were building my franchise I mean, ahead of Kyler. I mean, now I, I was I was taking them ahead of Josh Allen, but now I don't. I still. I still am not thinking – I don't think he's better than Mahomes. I don't think he's better than Herbert. And I, long term, I don't think he's better than Burrow. I just don't. I think that push will come to shove. He's got three more games at, at the most left. And at one point, Josh, you're going to see that the wrong Josh Allen. Well, it always comes. It does. Let's just keep in mind that he what, this is his fourth year in the league, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in five years from now, there's going to be no doubt that him – Burrow, Mahomes, Herbert, those guys are going to be top five quarterbacks. Down the line, yeah, for sure. I just think so. The one thing compared to Burrow, Herbert a little bit less so. You can run more. He's just, he's impossible to game plan. He's a dual threat weapon. He's a beast. He's a beast. But there are just games where he's like 12 of 24 for 120 yards and two picks. And you're like, but that's also just their game plan, though. so he's, weird though. I just, I just don't understand how that happens. Cross sport comp. He's kind of like Devin Booker, where like there yeah. are games where Booker will just have 16 points and shoot really bad. But then there's games like tonight where he scored 48 points and he looks untouchable. Like no one can play at the same level offensively. It's a really can. good one. I like that. Thanks. Man. I like that. It's good for you. But is Devin Booker ever going to be a top 10 player? Another podcast. Well, well that's different. The NBA, <laughs> the NBA is unbelievable. Right the NBA is unbelievable right now. I I know we just did a lot of football. I have to give a shout out to. I mean, there's so many times that we're wrong on the show, and I want to just kudos myself to the time I was right when I was like kind of into this Darius Garland guy when he was yeah. drafted. He's he's fucking awesome, dude. I I think I'd let him date my mom. That was a great poll. Who was the alternative? Was it Mike McCarthy? McCarthy. <laughs> I think that's an easy selection. <laughs> yeah, that's a great yeah. one. No, it's um, cool to see like Dame Lillard came out after a game when the Blazers played the Cavs and was like, no, Garland's Garland's legit. He's getting the the nod from some of the superstars in the league, which you always appreciate when he's like the next. Yeah, he's like the next mid like mid market, small market guard to come out. Does like, he have a shot to be an all star? He should be. Dude, they're on fire. Yeah, they're playing really well. They're playing unbelievably well. And it like goes to show you like the Cavs, like, first of all, the no sex and no Rubio thing has helped him like express himself more in the he's court. Not having sex. No, he's not having any sex. He's, he's staying abstinent. Abstinent for the season. Wow. I know. Heartbreak. That's, city. The, whole, that's the whole Tyler Lockett mentality. What? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. What? Tyler Lockett's uh, um, abstinent. Tyler Lockett's f- forever. I, I don't know forever, but I, th- I think until he's well, wasn't Russ, Russell Wilson was until he got married, right? Do we believe that though? Sure. Do we believe that Sierra is the first woman that Russell Wilson's had sex with? That's I, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> do, awesome. honestly. I, I don't, mean, like, I don't know. Russell Wilson, like, go listen to him talk. Like, yeah, like he's kind of weird. I mean, you know, he's really he's, like hyper focused, and I can imagine that like he put that on the back burner because he cares so much about football. Yeah, must be nice. I've only been with one woman, uh, your whole life. They, I was telling Tyler Lockett's a virgin. Is that what we're saying? I don't know if he's a, still a virgin. I don't know if he's married yet, but I remember what it came out that he's, uh, he's absent and he, he reframes some sex with people that he's not married to. It's crazy. And Tim Tebow was the same way, right? So was 
Chris Carson. I mean, the whole Seahawks team is like, yeah. I'm joking. I don't know if Chris Carson's like <laughs> this <there's laughs> player there. Uh, and on that note, fans out there, drag both feet and bounds. So I'm going to full counter with that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs because they free injury free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. <laughs> free. We outcha, we abstinent. <laughs>